0: Welcome to Camp Radio, a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. Camp Radio, discussing trends and issues that will encourage ministries and churches in their efforts to impact people for Christ. To learn more about TN Baptist Camps, visit us at tnbaptistcamps.org. Now, today's Camp Radio. I'd like to thank you for joining us today. My name is Kevin Parridge, and I will be your host. Today, we'll be discussing the challenges of youth ministry in a rural area. We have with us today Jackson White. He is the student pastor at First Baptist Livingston in Livingston, Tennessee. Uh, Jackson, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for
1: having me. Welcome to Livingston, Tennessee. Uh, Normally it's not this rainy, but uh, thanks for coming all the way from Carson Springs. That means a lot. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, no
0: problem. No problem at all. Well, share with us a little bit about
1: yourself. Well, I'm uh, 28 years old. I've been in full-time ministry now going on three years. Uh, This is my first role as a student pastor the church I was serving at in Cookville started out there as a facilities assistant. So basically that means I was cleaning toilets and everything like that. But uh, uh, really had a blast doing it. But uh, two months later, after starting, uh, a dear friend of mine, Jason Ball, who's the, the student pastor at that time at that church, they uh, had a little bit of a, uh, a shift in a personnel. They sent they were tag teaming. He was the middle school pastor and another guy was the high school. They started up another campus mm-hmm. and he they sent him to that particular campus to be the campus pastor. And, uh, Jason got it cleared to get a a student ministry assistant and he wanted to hire me. So that's how I got my start in student ministry. My parents, uh, they've been married now going on 34 years, actually July 1st will make uh, 34 years. I'm the oldest of three kids. Uh, I'm 28, like I said, and have a brother who will be 25. His name's Hayden and I have a sister who's 21. Her name's Carly. So, uh, pretty tight with all, with all of them. And, uh, been married now uh, going on eight months to Paige. uh she's you know god send to me i'm very thankful for her she's she felt the call as a teenager to be a uh, pastor wife awesome. so uh, it's really cool that she stepped into that calling and she uh she keeps me level and uh I'm very thankful to have her yeah
0: so. you gotta have a, a good wife to keep uh keep you accountable right? oh yeah for sure and yeah
1: Then when I'm, you know, when I'm stressed out, she brings me down and when I need, and when I'm rambling, she'll, she'll shut me up. But she's, (laughs) uh, it's just so good having that because we're before I was single when I first got into ministry and really didn't, I mean, I had outlets, but it's just different when it's your wife. So I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah.
0: Well, tell me about your passion for ministry.
1: Okay. Well, um, my passion really started up in high school. I was active in church and and FCA and, and things like that. And just so many of my peers were just going down a wrong path, you know, you know, drugs, alcohol, stuff that were just really that were really just derailing their lives and from that point I just thought, man, maybe there's something I can do at some point to maybe just help one, you know, get away from all that and see the potential they have in Jesus and the joy and happiness that he brings and the thing they don't know they're all searching for Jesus they just don't know where to look at that age I thought well maybe at some point there's something I can do so basically my passion is just seeing not just students but anybody just take that next step in their walk whether it's from you know square zero to square one or maybe you know from step nine to step ten whatever that entails just as long as you know people that I'm around as as long as we're seeing progress in their walk with the Lord and most importantly seeing people don't have a walk with the Lord get one you know that's the charge we all should have but uh, my passion is just seeing everybody take strides in their walk with Jesus in, in a positive way.
0: Now, since you're in a rural area, uh, you know I'll go ask you uh, the question will be what do you see trending? You probably might see it slightly different. I don't know that I'm kind of curious. So what do you see trending in youth ministry? Well,
1: uh, here lately, I think the new vehicle, for student ministry that's becoming very successful is uh, small groups it's just that we just seem for at least for me I've seen more changes and more participation in circles Mm and then in rows I mean I can you know I can get up in front of a group and talk to them until I'm blue in the face but it's when I see them in their groups you know they're they're helping each other because there's a very good chance of what someone in that group is struggling with the person next to them is as well Mm -hmm. so that's really for me where I've seen most changes through through small groups i think that is the uh at least to me it may, it may change tomorrow you never know but right. uh I, I see student ministry trending more t- towards small groups and uh just find they they want community they, they want belonging uh, from i don't care if they're in the world they're in the church they're looking for somebody to take them in and care for them so i, I think that's where it's
0: going right so youth are lonely yeah and they're looking for deeper relationships Sure. Do you think that's a uh, maybe an extension of the, a lack of relationships within their own family unit?
1: It could be, yeah. I mean, we have. I mean, I've I've seen it all. all I mean, not not seen it all, but I've seen a good bit in just my short time. Mm-hmm. And um, you 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 get kids from broken homes. You get kids who have a good foundation at home, but still, sometimes you may have kids who have a good family life, but they're you know, they don't reach out and have maybe they don't maybe don't have a lot of friends. So right. sometimes student ministry on Wednesday nights, that is their that's their friend group. That's their community. Right. So uh, but yeah, I think that's the loneliness comes from, you know, sometimes a broken home. Sometimes it comes from just no uh, no community outside the home mm-hmm. or uh, and sometimes people, you know, uh, isolate themselves because they think they're different or. Think they can't relate or whatever the case may be, but uh, but yeah, I think I think a lot of it. There's there's multiple things, but yes, loneliness and, and broken homes do tend to be the uh, what that tends to be what creates the loneliness is yeah. the broken home.
0: Well, in a rural area, I would assume that even though that uh, people are so spread out, uh, the youth only go to one school, mm-hmm. and uh, so they all pretty much know each other, right? Yeah. And yeah. so there's some good sides and bad sides of that, right? Oh yeah. yeah.
1: There is, I mean, uh, especially being in a rural community. We uh, we do just have one high school that mm-hmm. uh, so runs about 1,000. But,
0: uh, um, yeah, they all
1: know each other. Uh, and, and being a small town, you know, word spreads like wildfire. So yeah. if, if something happens with a certain individual, it, it doesn't take long for it to get out. So, right. yeah, being a rural community, you do have to fight that a lot.
0: What's your challenge in ministering to a rural community? Uh, what, what's the biggest challenge you face?
1: You know, finding what works best for the rural community. Uh, You know, I've worked in Livingston. I've also worked in the town that's next to us, which is also a college town. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times you'll see after the student graduates, sometimes they will go look for a church in the college towns. Most most of the kids, when they graduate high school, a lot of them will go to that college. Mm -hmm. And that's the challenge is just – keeping them here and finding something for them and that's the that's the real key but also i'm a i'm a believer you know if god's calling them to that uh, to a certain church i'm not I'll, I'll be the last one to try and hold them because if you know if they're feeling like they're getting they're getting sent up and sent out to a, another church then that that's great but yeah. uh but the last thing you want is you don't want somebody to leave because they said well there's just nothing for me here right and that's that's the challenge finding things that uh want to that you want to you know that they stay engaged and finding things that make them want to show up and not just because they feel like they have to. But yeah. the biggest thing in the rural community is, you know, you don't want to uh, kind of like we talked about before uh, we started is, uh, you know, what may work there may not work here. So we're just trying to, meet them where they're at, and right. and and one of the things I ask my students all the time is, you know, what do you want? What do you want out of this student ministry? Because it's it's yours, it's not mine. I mean, the student ministry can go without a student pastor if they have students, but if there's a student pastor and no students, it's not getting very far. Right. So I try to you know, ask them what they want, what they want to learn about, what they want to do, because if, you know, doing what they want to do and also with a mix of throwing the gospel in there, that keeps them engaged, but you got to just finding, you know, what works instead of trying to be calculated or tricky. I just I'm up front. Hey guys, look, what do you want to do?
0: Right. So what's, what are, is being successful right now that you're uh, having your, that you're a part of in your ministry?
1: Uh, For me right now is seeing the students buying in, Mm -hmm. not into, not necessarily just to, in the student ministry or the, or the programs we present or anything like that. But, you know, when I get a, direct message from one of my students at 1130 at night when he's reading scripture or she's reading scripture and something just catches them that they've never seen before and it Mm. fires them up or or God might lead them to a scripture that we talked about that night. When I get stuff like that, when I see them going Mm -hmm. to their schools and they're actively discipling and pursuing their peers, to me that's that's success. I heard a guy say one time that your success story should always be somebody else's. Right. uh, and when I see them own their faith and they start taking ownership in their student ministry and they, and they are doing things to grow up, and not only that, they're taking the measures to get closer to God and, mm-hmm. and pursue the walk on their own, and not just doing it because the student pastor tells them to. To me, that's, that's successful. Now, I may never have a big student ministry, but I, I want a fruitful one and a productive one. So
0: right. Now, you're involved in the community, mm-hmm. so you are heavily involved in FCA, right? Yes, sir. Now, share with me how that's made an impact. Well, it's been really cool uh,
1: because I work for FCA. I don't want to say full-time, but about 29, 30 hours a week, and I Mm. do this, uh, about 15 to 20. Mm. Um, So it's really cool that – uh, you know, and, uh, I've had some kids when I walk in the school, hey, that's my student pastor too, and he works in the school. So, and I've seen a couple kids come in on Wednesday nights because of my presence in the school. And uh, it's really cool is it washes both hands really well because I can, you know, I can be with the students here, but I can also be with them there. And being with them there, I think brings a sense of uh, closeness because they, you know, they don't like get all tense and, and uh, clam up when I'm around. So that shows that they're comfortable around me and that. They want me around, at least as far as I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, being able to be in the schools, uh, through FCA has really helped as far as building that relationships with the students I have in the church but also you know it's also it, you know it's like FCA's open FBC and FBC's open FCA so mm-hmm. it it's really working well and it's just it's just too good of a thing to not be a god
0: thing. yeah so. well and that's really a key to, to a rural area right mm-hmm. especially if you have one school to be involved somehow in that school yeah uh, because that's how you're going that's how you gonna reach more people yeah. more youth Mm-hmm. and they're going to see you and you build those relationships. Yeah. So, yeah, what you've done is really ideal to be involved in the FCA.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's been really great, too, because uh, a lot of times you, you'd you be surprised. You know, this, you know the church is on the, on a main road, and uh, I've had kids ask me all the time, where's that church at? Mm-hmm. So it, it takes not just trying to get the community in the church, but also taking the church out into the community. And, right. Uh, uh, that's where you're going to really see people wanting to be a part of whatever's going on over here and uh, allowing me to take not only, you know, when I go into the high school. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm FCA, but during those days when I see my students at FBC, too, and seeing out there, you know they're also an FCA, but they're also you know actively pursuing it. It just it's really cool to see how uh, one hand washes the other as well as it's been doing so far.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about. Uh... Uh, what do you feel, I know you have challenges just like anyone else. What, you personally, what, uh, what do you struggle with in, in the ministry here? What do you, what's your biggest um, struggle?
1: Well, I think my biggest struggle is just always, I'm always second guessing myself and I'll be, be really hot on an idea and then, um, and I'll let it sit for a minute. Well, I don't know if I need to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm all, all the time just second guessing myself and, uh, I guess you uh, lack of confidence, I guess, because I'm always want to make sure that I'm doing a good job. Anytime there's a thought that comes up that maybe I'm, I could be doing something better or, uh, you know, something else needs to be, we need to be doing something else uh, other than what we're doing at the time. That that'll tend to uh, make me want to, you know, clam up a little bit. And, but just one thing I've learned is just, you know, you'll know if it works if the students keep coming back. Right. And, uh, and not trying you I mean you wanna reach the ones that are not here but also you don't want to leverage the ones that are. I know numbers aren't the most important thing, but you want a, a good size group, but you know, if we have several missing uh, on any given night, that'll tend to bug me a little bit so yeah. and just uh you know I'm I'm very new I mean I've always in student ministry I've had somebody well I still have people on the ladder ahead of me but as far as the student as far as student ministry goes I mean kind of the buck ends with me as far as all that goes and I've never done that before so the learning curve is uh, made for I guess some unnecessary stressful nights or stressful days but my biggest thing is just making sure I I'm staying out of the way and I'm letting God do what he does and and just to keep uh, believing and that he's uh, going to be doing a bigger work than I could ever do. I think for me, as long as I just continue to stay out of the way, because right. when I start trying to take over, things get messy. But uh, I guess for me, it's just putting my faith in God and, and trusting that he's uh, doing a mighty work right now. Even if I don't see anything, maybe maybe all of this season's forage, just planting seeds, and then maybe the next season comes the harvest. I don't know. Right. But yeah. uh, just uh, looking at where I'm at instead of looking at where I'm not working where I want to be, so yeah. and just taking it one day at a time, like Jesus said. So,
0: Well, and Satan wants to make a second guess or so. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and we can have confidence in the Lord. And, and mm-hmm. uh, if we're right in our relationship with him and He's we're following his leadership, you know, we just need to let him do the work. And yeah. It's hard to do sometimes. Oh, yeah, though.
1: it is, especially when mm-hmm. you're really big on an idea and, mm-hmm. and the students don't really buy it at first. That kind of, you know, I'm not saying that. That hasn't happened here yet, but it's happened in other places that I've served. And you're thinking, well, man, I thought this was the key idea here. And right. then, uh, then maybe later on it catches fire. But yeah, Satan loves to make us feel like we're the most unworthy people, and mm-hmm. just trying to remember I'm really not worthy to do what I'm do what I do, sure. but I do it because he is. Right. So that should take all that should take that argument out the window there, then and there. Yeah, I guess for me, if I can just remember that I do this because he's worthy, and just continually ask what his will is, and he's going to show me in his time. Sure. And also, I mean, we get antsy. Like waiting to hear a word from the Lord, and we heard it in the time we thought. Amen. Right, uh, and that's another thing is uh, letting God answer me on His terms, and not mine.
0: Exactly. Well, and, and I know that uh, in Livingston, uh, the churches have they really kind of work together for the most part, don't they? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you've done some unusual things, or not unusual, but different than most uh, most areas. Maybe share with us a little bit about some of the things I know they have had the uh, this tent revival uh, mm-hmm. a, a year or so ago was was more geared toward youth and that seemed to be pretty successful with, which it wouldn't normally in a larger town mm-hmm. but it was uh, received well here yeah. right Yeah
1: I mean you know, that's kind of the thing what can we touch on this earlier what works in Nashville is not going to work here? Uh, what works in, you know, New York City is not going to work here, right? Um, but I'll, on the same thing, you know, what works here is not going to work there. So, right. uh, just trying to find ways outside the boxes. A lot of the churches now, I mean, most of the churches have moved more towards. You know modern worship, and you know mm-hmm. st- the pastors don't wear the suit and tie much anymore. And you know, we've gone from hymn books to you know screens and things like that. But there's still several churches in this area that are still more conserved, more conservative, and and not the more contemporary or modern. But uh, right. you know, and we you know we're we're more of a blended worship style here. Uh, you know, we try to give something for everybody. But you know, some students may not listen to uh, elevation worship or right. uh, hill song, but right. uh, uh, just trying to find ways that we're, we're trying to find things that keep them coming to church and do that now. And but also with, with that, you know, it's also takes me throwing my preferences out the window mm-hmm. to go, get the kids so uh, I mean I've done stuff that I don't necessarily like or haven't liked before but you know if the kids want if that's what's going to keep the kids coming back and that's what if that's going to keep them uh, in an active relationship with Jesus then I say hey let's do it even though uh, if it's something that is normally not done anymore mm-hmm. but uh, there's some really cool like the tent revival or right. and uh, last summer they had uh, the town park over here two week revival and uh, that's that worked really well so uh, like I said a lot of the churches here are still uh, very uh, conserved as far as the style of worship and Mm -hmm. but also there's students that like the more modern stuff so we we try to give something for everybody but at the same time making sure the gospel is the main, main thing and uh Oh, like William McLaurin says, you gotta keep the main thing the main thing. That's right. when, when we do when we do that, <laughs> things tend to work out better. So, right. But yeah, it's just trying to find you. Know, you want to give something for everybody, but that's a lot easier said than done. So, yeah. yeah. But if we gotta do a big tent revival to you know reach a kid, I say we do it. Or if we do a you know event that's on the more modern side, that's what they like. I say we do that too. We just gotta find the vehicle that's going to keep students invested and engaged.
0: So, what's the uh, what's the biggest need in youth life right now? Do you think?
1: think just knowing that they have a presence, because we've seen a shift to students, they want to take ownership and stuff. I mean, they're, they're no longer waiting around to wait their turn, so to mm-hmm. speak. So well, I'll start serving when I'm out of high school. They want to get involved now. And uh, they they want off the sidelines. They want in the game. I mean, the students I have now they're all about service projects. They want to get out there. They want to get out there and get their hands dirty. Uh, One thing we first things we did when I came on staff here in January we went to a a local grocery store, Mm -hmm. uh, Jerry's. It's uh, the the gentleman that uh, owns the grocery store goes to church here mm-hmm. and we talked about, Hey, how about we do a service? I'll bring some students in. We'll bag groceries. We'll greet customers. We'll stock shelves. We'll do whatever we need to do uh, just to help you all. I mean, it helps you help and gets the church more in the community. I mean, there's probably, I would say thousand fifteen hundred in that store in that store every single day. Yeah, and so we went in there and we backed groceries. We talked to customers and uh, had some opportunities to invite people to church out of that, and they had a blast. I mean, uh, right. I think they had more fun doing that than if we had a had a movie night down in the student room or, or whatever. But they're they're just looking to be involved. They want they have a voice and they're wanting to use it. So I think that's uh, the biggest need right now is just showing that uh, they have a place. They have they can. It's their student ministry. That's right. the thing I'm really trying to press into their minds and their hearts. Is that you know I come up with the be- best idea ever, but if you're not bought into it, then what's it going to do? You know. Right. But uh, yeah, they they just want in. They want in the game, right. and, and finding ways to get them in the game is the
0: it's it's been huge. So so, so what's the most challenging things that you have found in in planning kind of event with your youth? Schedules schedule. And in my, in my
1: scenario, it's not necessarily bad. There's a camp about 15 miles out of town. Maybe not that far, but it's a Cedar Lake camp. Mm-hmm. And half of my high school students work at that camp during the summer. Wow. And uh, that really threw uh, summer camp in kind of a... Uh, between a rock and a hard place, but that, that's a good problem to have. I mean, right. they're saying, hey, we can't go to camp this year because we're already serving. And, they I mean, they're giving up their entire summer. It's not just a week or two. I mean, their entire summer they're going to serve. And as a student pastor, you can't ask for much more than that. Right. Um, but that uh, – I had to try and schedule a, a, like a little getaway camp around – they had two weeks where they were off. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to shoot for the first week of July, which is, you know, camp suicide it could be in the 4th of July, you know. But yeah. uh, but I think that's, I mean, they're busy. I mean, they're they're going and going and going. And, yeah, when it comes to events, it's just, you know, I have to say, hey, does this week work for you guys? Because yeah. I, I'm a small enough student ministry where I can do that. Because if you don't, you might just have one or two sign up. So, right. uh, and it's again, it's not about numbers, but you also you want more than one or two going to you know outright the cost and everything like that, so you have to you have to put those things into consideration, but yeah, schedules is by far the most difficult thing when it comes to planning
0: trips, yeah, well, that's great that you have a core group that's uh serving as counselors at camp yeah uh I mean, that, I can't complain about that, yeah, I mean, I know you i I understand losing those people during in the summertime, but you got these strong youth that uh have a hunger for the Lord because they, mm-hmm. they're learning to serve and they desire to serve. That's oh, yeah. awesome.
1: And that's what kind of comes back to, you know, they want in the game and, there. And the fact that I'm not having to push them into serve that they're just doing it and uh, it's been really cool. And you know, we have and uh, another side note, we have a we just started doing video announcements the last month or so. Mm-hmm. And a student, one of my students, he's a senior this year. He uh, he's like, hey, you know, I've edited videos and stuff all the time. I'd love to do it. So he's editing our videos. They look professionally done. and, yeah. he's, and He won't take a he won't take a dime for it. He just loves to do it. Right. So it's just cool seeing how God letting our students use their giftings for the church and and not just our church but the church so it's right been, it's been really cool well now
0: one question does it make an impact on your youth if you take them away overnight someplace does it make an impact on your church
1: oh yeah um it really does because it gets them away from the norm mm-hmm. and really all they have is each other i mean it's basically jesus and each other is all you all you have and that's really all you need at the bottom when it comes well jesus is all you need but um you know take them away from their cell phones they're Pretty much anything uh, that they leave it all back here, and it does make a difference. It builds relationships. I mean, I've seen relationships that lasted this day because of camp years ago. Right. Um, So I still keep in touch with people I went to camp with years ago, and also, I mean, I think going away for a little bit, it really, I think you can grow leaps and bounds in just a week because it's Jesus is all it is. I mean, you you don't have your cell phones, Xbox, you know, anything, Snapchat, Instagram, all, all that. I mean, now we give it some like after like after hours and after everything's done but one thing I found is that they spend so much time hanging out with each other that they really aren't using their cell phones so but yeah it does a lot but one thing that I really make known is that it's good that you all are Emotional right now, you want to be mm-hmm. close to Jesus, but what are you going to do with that emotion? You're right. going to turn it into devotion, yeah. or are you just want to leave it here until next year's camp and then pick it up again. Right. So, yeah. um, you know, camps are huge, but I try to tell my students, look, just don't don't live for Jesus one week out of the year. What about the other 51?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, Jackson, thank you for sharing with us the importance of building deeper relationships, which open up the doors for reaching the lost in community. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time and and sharing with us today. Thank you also to our listening audience. Uh, We would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for Jackson or what we do at TM Baptist Camps, please send us an email at ccinfo at tmbaptist.org. Until next time, I hope that you look for opportunities to start a conversation about Christ with someone you know. Thanks for listening to Camp Radio a podcast production of TN Baptist Camps, the official camps and conference centers of the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. This and other episodes can be downloaded from tnbaptistcamps.org. The ministries of Carson Springs and Linden Valley are supported through the cooperative program and gifts received through the Golden Offering for Tennessee Missions. For more information, visit
1: tnbaptistcamps.org.